The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home, cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the nobody knows like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Today we are doing another pre-recorded show, so we are not taking any phone calls today, but I think we got a really good topic of discussion for you all. Hopefully we can talk about some of the things that you see commonly happen in your lawn and uh, talk about how to fix them. And today with me, we're going to have an expert, (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to lawns and uh, and and spots in the lawn, because uh, you know he's a guy who's dealt with it a lot. We have uh, excuse me, <laughs> we have Joss Zamzo in in studio with us today. Joss, thanks for coming and uh, hanging out with me. You bet. Thanks for having me. So you kind of uh, brought this topic to me, uh, you know, the other day. Uh, something you know, brown spots in the lawn. Uh, or you know dead spots, and uh, you wanted to do a topic show about you know what some of those things are and how to deal with it. And I was you know and I was kind of preparing for the show and getting ready for it. You know I kind of started thinking about it. You know it's if you have a lawn at some point in your lawn t- care career, you're gonna have some sort of dead spot show up. And uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to trip, figure out why it just showed up. Sometimes they just happen really quickly, and you don't really know why. What's been uh, What's been your experience? I mean, is this something that even an expert lawn care person like yourself is this something you even deal with? Absolutely, I think that's it's just like you said. It's just one of those things that happens. And and my big passion this year, in the middle of the shortage of water, uh, is to help this. The primary mistake that people make, which is if in doubt, you see a brown spot, water more. Yeah. And a, a lot of times, people will just water more. It doesn't matter what it looks dry. Maybe it's dry. Maybe it's a bug. Whatever. I'm just gonna water. Yeah. And and they might water extra for two weeks, yeah, before and, they do anything. And the and the thing that a lot of people will sometimes do is they'll water everything more, not right. just the spot. You know, they'll water. You know, just yeah. turn the sprinklers up more across the board. And uh, you know, this year in particular, when we're recording this, we're dealing with drought. But you know, we really believe that it's something that we want to talk about more. We want to be more uh, upfront about and and. So that in years to come, uh, we're not dealing with water shortages. Right. So if you've got a brown spot and your default is water more, 
please listen to this radio show. Absolutely. We're going to get into a whole bunch of things uh, to uh, fix that and correct those things. And and not only that, and this is one of the things that you know I've always loved about just the Zamzo's philosophy when it comes to things. You've got an issue. Uh, it's not because uh, a bug hates you. Uh, or you know the disease is uh, you know pointing at you. Uh, sometimes it might be a neighbor dog that doesn't like you, but <laughs> right. uh, but there's usually some sort of root cause to these things, and so we always want to take that step back. Really, I mean, I guess it's a pun. Dig into what's right. causing right. that issue and really fix it so that it's not something that keeps reoccurring. Um, you know, over the years, I've uh, you know I've done a lot of long calls. I've done a lot of you know long care at my own place uh and just you know professionally before i started working for zamzos took care of a lot of lawns and one of the things i've kind of noticed is after some time uh you you really start to get a, a feel like i can usually go to a lawn and and see a spot and just based on like its location I can oftentimes have a pretty good idea of what may be going on. Like usually there's some sort of investigation that has to go in to really make sure. Uh, but I found that a lot of times, you know, if you just pay attention to some of those signs and the positioning and the time of year, you really start to pinpoint what is causing those issues. Um, so I wanted to get into some of the, the more common things that tend to cause uh, dead spots or brown spots in the lawn. Um, so let's let's get into that a little bit. Um, the first one I uh, I got a list here, and we'll just kind of go down the list. This was a, this one uh, I put at the top of the list because I uh, when we're recording this, I have a, a new dog uh, who right. I haven't had a dog for a very long time, and uh, you know we got a new puppy this year. And, uh, you know, starting to notice, uh, yeah, there's some dog spots. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. She, and, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really easy to kind of dismiss them a lot of times, I think. Uh, but what I've noticed is that, uh, you know, those brown spots, those dead spots are happening at times where I know there's no bug problems. I know there's no disease problems. Okay. You know, I haven't sprayed anything for any grass or weeds yet. And uh, when we're actually recording this video is still in spring. So mm -hmm. I know the lawn should be doing well. So uh, dog spots are certainly one thing that is very, you know, if you've got a dog, don't ever discount that. It's right. probably something that could show up. Um, one of the things I've noticed with dog spots, which just what, what I'm dealing with, is that you've got a spot that's not growing. Right. It's not getting mm -hmm. bigger. Mm -hmm. It's just one spot. It, you know, they show up here and there and it just is one spot finished. It's done. Doesn't move. Doesn't get bigger. Um, and I think that's one. the <laughs> it's always I always, you know, liked I don't know if I liked telling customers this, but I always thought it was funny when you say, you know, is it a dog? And you say, well, there's one way you can tell for sure. <laughs> right. Right. But it's kind of gross. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you just got to give it a big old whiff. <laughs> right. Um, but what are some of the other ones? Uh, what are some of the ones you tend to see a lot, Joss? Well, I, I think uh, I have a tendency to see in the front yard near the sidewalks. Mm, yeah. I mean, those are the ones that, uh, that get me where, where people, it, you know, you've got a spot. Um, and in this particular case, uh, it is dry. 
Mm-hmm. Right? But it's not dry because it's not getting enough water. Yeah. It's dry because there's gravel from the sidewalk right. extending into the lawn, and there's a huge amount of drainage there. Yeah. So, so even in that case, extra water on the entire yard is incredibly wasteful. Yeah. But, uh, but what always happens in my experience is that area where there's a lot of drainage, where the lawn tends to dry out, that's also where your bugs begin. Yeah. In the exact same spot. So people sometimes get confused and they may even be confused because at the beginning it might be a little dry. Yeah. And then it may morph into like a bill bug situation yeah. uh, seamlessly. Yeah. And by, you know, by the time you address it, it might become something totally different. Yeah. That kind of that correlation uh, becomes very apparent. You know, one thing tends to lead to something else right. uh, further down the road. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's one. Actually, I didn't even have that on the list. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> how about this one? Teenage son syndrome. Oh, right. Explain anyone, that one. Anyone that has a teenage son that's mowed their lawn <laughs> uh, and put gas in the mower. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, as it, just as a general rule, you obviously can never put gas in your mower. I don't care how diligent you are. There's uh, uh, sometimes gas spills, yeah. and when gas spills, it kills a random spot. Yeah. And again, you could put your nose down there, <laughs> sure. uh, uh, and you'd be able to tell, but it would just be this random thing where you can't figure it out. Right. And and what I've learned with my teenage son is they rarely admit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so <Classic>. you never. <laughs> but you but you just got a sudden dead spot yeah. <laughs> with no other uh, cause and and uh, and mysterious. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one i i like that my uh my son never admits that the gas the lawnmower needs gas <laughs> it, it just won't work uh so uh yeah no that's a that's a really good one and something that's you know it, yeah you know you just don't you don't see it happen right. you know so you don't ever really think about it and uh-huh. uh yeah that's a real good one okay so uh we're just about out of time for this segment we're gonna come back we got a few more things that are really common uh issues things that just happen in the lawn we're talking about some of those causes for dead spots in the lawn throughout the year that just seem to happen randomly and uh, we're going to talk about ways to fix them and uh, identify them properly and take care of them and get you on the road to recover recovery we will be back here with josh zamzos uh (laughs) on the zamzo garden show (laughs) the zamzos garden show will be back right here on news talk kboi Hi, this is Jim Zamzel, here with my son, Joss. Hi, Dad. Hey, I hear you have a magic trick to show me. I do. Watch me take a half a gallon of our all-around best garden fertilizer, chicken soup for the soil, and turn it into five gallons of the best, fastest-working plant additive you've ever seen. How are you going to do that? Well, all you need to do is pour the chicken soup for the soil into a bucket, fill it with water, and add a double handful of good soil from your garden. Place it in the sun and stir it at least once a day for three days, and you're done. Hey, that does sound magical. It is. It's compost tea, one of the true wonders of Mother Nature. And for a limited time only, when you buy 64 ounces of chicken soup for the soil, we will give you a five-gallon Bernie Zamzo bucket for free. Oh, and the timing is perfect, because compost tea is the ideal way to kickstart anything in your yard. But it really works fast on flowers and makes your garden vegetables really shine. So pick up some Zamzo chicken soup for the soil, get your free five-gallon bucket, and start making magic. The McMillan. News talk doesn't have to be boring. 
Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. We are doing a pre-recorded show this week. We are not live, so unfortunately we're not taking any phone calls today. But I do have a, a very smart and uh, great guest today. Joss Zamzo is in studio with me today. We are recording uh, uh, here at the Zamzo studio in uh, in Nampa, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we're talking about uh, dead spots in the lawn, brown spots, whatever you want to call it, just those random things that just seem to happen throughout the year. Uh, we were mentioning at the uh, in the last segment, uh, you know, there's dog spots, uh, reckless <laughs> reckless teenager syndrome. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, so we want to talk about a few more of those and. Uh, and uh, just kind of help you identify some of those things. So uh, let's get into a few more of those. I want to. Uh, we were just talking as we were getting ready for this one. And Josh, I think you had a great name for this one: reckless husband syndrome. Right, <laughs> right. I, I think there's a there's a couple of things that that come to mind uh, with reckless husband syndrome. And <laughs> and the first one are mysterious spots all over the yard. Uh, that where there's complete dead spots, yeah. and in the center of each dead spot is a dead dandelion. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one. Uh, I know I don't want to admit that one ever, but uh, yeah, you know, mixing using the wrong chemical, or sometimes you might see like if you uh, had that, uh, you know, had some something that's a little more uh, deadly to everything in right. the bottle before you mix it for the safe lawn uh-huh. safe stuff, and there's a little bit extra in the hose there. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, having the wrong chemical can certainly be something that uh, you know that that chemical that uh, wasn't supposed to be for the lawn gets on there uh, and just works a little bit uh, better another one I was thinking of uh, is a uh, fertilizer burn oh yeah so oh yeah especially where we see less and less of the old style drop spreaders yeah uh, but but the where they put fertilizer in neither set the spreader incorrectly or or miss a stripe yeah. or something like that where there's these perfect lines of yep. either dead or really green and then not green and then yeah. green uh, where where they've just misapplied fertilizer. Yeah. And sometimes even just kind of how you start pushing, you know, right. if you if you don't take that first step before you open the door yeah. um, is a really common way. You open that door and stand there for a second. <laughs> uh, you got a little extra. I've actually got, yeah, that's actually one of the first uh jobs i had kind of out of uh school i did a like a side gig it was my 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 original side mm-hmm. hustle right. uh i uh was taking care of a, a doctor's lawn and uh he asked me to fertilize and i right. said oh yeah sure no problem <laughs> right. and uh, he's like yeah i got a spreader in the shed you know when you come by just grab that and and uh and i said it wrong <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and i got about uh, i got about a uh, 100 yards through it and i realized well that fertilizer's coming out way <laughs> too fast uh and uh anyway i fixed it got the whole lawn finished but then the next week when i came there was a, a, a nice strip of dead grass right. that I uh, was happy he didn't recognize <laughs> <laughs> and see. Uh, but yeah, that's something you know. Especially you know if you get a little you know, a little pile of it, you know you want to pay attention to those sorts of things. If you did happen to you know set that wrong, I think the main thing there is probably you just want to irrigate it really well yeah. um, in that situation. I mean, otherwise you're just going to have a burn spot. A lot of the times the lawn will recover from those as long as you're uh not doing it over and over and over again. right right so. right 
Actually, your dad gave me a good tip on uh, extra fertilizer. Using a little bit of Epsom salt uh-huh. uh, will help neutralize that extra nitrogen. You know what? I, I've also uh, I've have tipped over a spreader before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, you know the the very best thing is is to get your shop back. Yeah. Or yeah. Or rake it out. Yeah. Right. Just get it spread out. You yeah. Gotta, if you, if you, you realize, got to get it up. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, okay, so let's get into a few other ones here. Um, let's see, bill bugs and chinch bugs. Those are also very common. I mean, those are probably the two main bugs that we're dealing with here in the Treasure Valley. Um, but you know, that's uh, it was particularly chinch bugs. I think that's one where when you mentioned, you know, that that spot along the sidewalk, right. you know, you see, a lot of times you'll see. Uh, that grass start to have a hard time because of that extra drainage, and it's just dry because all the water's draining out. But it seems like chinch bugs tend to show up in those areas a little bit sooner than others. Absolutely, and you know, I think what a, what a lot of people don't understand is those bugs are starting now. Yeah. Right. And and but the grass is so happy. With the seventy degree temperatures right. and and moisture, the natural and rain, they, they yeah. literally can grow as fast as the bill bug or the chinch bug can do damage. It's not until it starts to warm up and our cool season grasses start to go a little bit more dormant. Yeah, they slow uh, down. Yeah. They slow down in the summer, and that's when the damage catches up. Right. And so, so I've seen quite a few really forward thinking customers this week putting down their bug killer early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting uh, the prevention is always key when it right. comes to the you know the the bugs. And the other one uh, that we'll tend to deal with a lot uh, is our diseases. There's a handful of diseases that we will tend to have show up in lawns, um, and a lot of those are even starting right now, right? Uh, or can and uh, and and some, especially the the you know disease like Ascochyta leaf blight. That particular one is the one that you don't want to just water as right. a as a result. Yeah. So, um, so in in treating preemptively, you know, and the, treating for disease preemptively is always a tough one, you know, because it's like uh, if you've not dealt with it, you know, it's hard to say. Well, just treat it, you know, because it's not really one. It's like of all the preemptive treatments, it's one. You kind of got to experience right. once right. before you really start to try to deal with it. But there's things like, you know, dollar spot is one yeah. that will tend to show up. And usually you see that like in the springtime uh, or as we're kind of just transitioning into that summer. Um, but those, you know, with the things with disease, we've talked about it in some other shows. Uh, you know, watering is essential. Uh, watering properly is essential to eliminating right. disease problems. And if you're if you're one of those people saying yes, yes, I've got this, I've got that, we are going to get to what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so if you're just sitting there saying, okay, I'm going nuts, I have all of these, what do I do about it? We're going to get into that in yeah, the next segment. Absolutely. So Thanks so don't it. don't worry about that because <laughs> yeah. we could just keep going. Yeah, no, all... yeah, that's true. We could just keep talking about all the problems that we have. One more why before we get into that though one there's one other one that i wanted to talk about because this is another one that's always like kind of difficult to see is annual bluegrass in the lawn Mm. um and if you if you're not sure what annual bluegrass is it is an annual grass meaning it lives its entire life cycle in one year so it goes from seed to seed uh in one calendar year so it, it it grows up uh, typically, it germinates in the fall, sometimes a little bit right. early in the spring. But then as soon as it gets hot, that first 90-degree day, 
it's dying. Right. You know, and so if you've got a, a lawn uh, that has a lot of annual bluegrass and you just notice it, it dies all of a sudden really quickly, uh, it, it could just be something like annual bluegrass. And usually what I've found over the years is that annual bluegrass seems to precede uh, – other another problem you know mm-hmm. there was some other issue and then the annual bluegrass takes in right comes in and fills in those spots and the big tell you know if you're not sure because it's it takes a, a a really keen eye to know the difference looking at the blades yeah but the key is that seed head that right. comes up usually you see it what in june yeah i mean uh, some people start to see it even now right uh you know if it's you know, if it's a cooler wet wet uh spring right you know you can start to see annual bluegrass pretty early and they're they're little they look like a little silvery seed head yeah on top and people can't figure out what's going on but it is just that annual yeah. bluegrass and it's a tough one because it goes to seed at such a short height right it doesn't need to get tall to go to seed uh when i was in school we had a a greenskeeper in uh the portland area where i grew he was one of our instructors and he said if it wasn't for annual bluegrass i wouldn't have any grass right right (laughs) it's something that's there but we can deal with it so yeah we just covered a whole bunch of things that can happen to your lawn things that can cause brown spots or dead spots in the lawn and in the next segment Stay tuned. We're going to start talking about how to fix those and how to recover and get your lawn looking back uh, to the great green that you want. We'll be right back here on the Zamzo's Garden Show with Joss Samzo in just a moment. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Joss Samzo here with another satisfied customer of Zamzo's Humagreen. Here's Megan Nichols of Napa. We started with the Zamzo's Lawn Program last year, and we noticed with the Humagreen, it keeps our lawn so green, especially in the heat of the summer. Ours looks really green in comparison to some of the others that seem to be kind of browning in this intense heat. Thanks, Megan. And part of the reason why your lawn looks so good is because of the natural iron and vital trace minerals that are in every bag of Zamzo's Humagreen, which turns your lawn a shade of green that really is a color all unto itself. It's a really deep green. And finally, another benefit of Humagreen is how soft it makes your grass. One of my favorite parts of my evening routine is actually walking out to our garden barefoot. It reminds me of being a kid growing up and walking through the grass and how thick it feels. I actually walk out to the garden barefoot every night and it feels amazing. Nobody knows like Zanzo. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, today we are doing a pre recorded episode and uh so we are not taking any phone calls today but we do have joss samzo in studio with us today and uh we're talking about uh well we've been talking about things that go wrong in the lawn right, right. The <laughs> and many, many uh, the things. list is extensive <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things that can happen uh, a lot of things that just you know if you if you have a lawn uh, chances are you're going to experience something like that. It's going to happen. It's just something that you do um, or that happens. And so what we want to talk about is kind of how how we react to that, right? Because that's 
that you know that first step is always kind of the critical one. So, Joss, I, I have a I have the question for you. When you see something in your lawn, or when you have you know you're talking to a customer, you know a friend or something, and they say, "Hey, I got this spot that's showing up." What's your what is your first step? What are you going to recommend or do first? Well, let's reiterate the very first thing that we open with. The first step should never be just water more. Yeah. That that's just can't be the solution. And the reason is not only does it waste water, wastes money, but whatever problem you have gets bigger yeah. if you wait. Yeah, you're just adding time to the right. problem. You the, know, it's the, just, your yeah. bugs divide, the fungus gets yeah. worse. No, it's good. Uh, wh- whatever it is, water is ninety percent of the time not going to be the solution. So so what we what we just really and uh, try to get people to do is to take a sample immediately you notice that spot and and with a sometimes people will use a, a box like a, a, yeah. a you know a tray of some Shoe kind box or yeah tupperware even, something that's kind of bigger a plastic yeah. grocery bag yeah and if you take up about a one foot square yeah of turf, dig down, you know, down a couple of inches so you're taking the roots and soil right. together and you cut a square out right where the good meets the bad. So we want to take part of the bad spot and part of the grass that doesn't have any issue and you can cut it in a nice clean square with a shovel and bring it to the store. Yeah, and it's important to get that that profile too, right? We don't want just whatever's at the top or right. just, you know, the dead blades. Right. You want, you know, that sample needs to be fairly substantial. Right. You want to bring up and what's nice about bringing up more is it actually tr- puts goes back into the spot easier. It's right. going to recover once you've we've solved what's going on that that sample will go back into the spot like a nice big plug yeah and and it'll recover just fine and you yeah you won't most most cases if they do the, the they cut that sample well and they don't leave it in their truck all weekend right. they go, <laughs> you know but but if you go back when you're done at zamzos and put it back in it won't even turn brown around the edges it will literally seamlessly go in uh to the next part of the growing season without any damage at all but we know now what we're working with which means we can fix that spot yeah. fast uh so that yeah and that's and i think that's really key because i I mean, when I think about it and I go back and, uh, you know, think about doing lawn calls um, and I don't do as many as I used to, but I I do like doing lawn calls. Um, I have two tools that I take with me. They're very technical, uh, sophisticated tools. One of them is a screwdriver and the other is a shovel. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because that is, I mean, those are the only two things. I take the screwdriver and that's my first tool. And when I see that spot, the first thing I'm doing is jamming that screwdriver into that spot because it tells you so much just with that one little thing, right? If I can push that screwdriver in up to the handle, um, I know that there's water there. That's number one. If I can't do that, now I go back, then I pull out the other tool, right. my shovel, and that's where I'm going to dig up a sample. And I want to I want to get that big spot so I can see the profile, I can see the soil, I can see, uh, you know, the, the layer uh, between the grass and the soil to see if there's a buildup of those roots or thatch material, right. whatever it is. You can see that, and that becomes very, very telling. Well, so the other piece of this that, that's uh, new in the last 10 years, really, that we've been able to say to people is take a picture 
of the yard, yeah. take a picture of the spot Absolutely. with your phone, and then take the sample and bring it to yeah. us. Because again, uh, as you mentioned in the opening segment, sometimes the context of right. where is this lawn uh, in relationship to other things can be helpful in the diagnosis. Absolutely, yeah. Having that, that step back idea, that picture of it, really can tell you a lot as well. And there's a lot of things that you know just happen. If you don't have, you know, if you're looking at it, you know, and, and you don't have that picture uh, with it, um, you know, it, it can be difficult to rule out because there's always some of those things like, um, you know, I always think of like uh, I had a customer once at Chinden who had he just would get these lines, perfect lines in his grass every year in the same spot. And they would show up in the summer and they would move and they would move throughout the year and i was you know just racking my brain trying to figure it out right. and i i proposed to him that maybe one of your neighbor's windows is glaring uh, and burning the lawn and he <laughs> said no way there's no way that's true 2 years later i ran into him at the chinin store and i said hey did you ever figure it out and he said yeah i did i put a tent there and the tent got a big burn hole in it <laughs> from oh the windows, my. the neighbor's window, oh right? I mean, how would you ever think of, you know, how, how you can't, you know, those are things like you just can't fathom that something like that would happen. So that, that context really makes a huge difference. Um, I mean, obviously, that's pretty rare. Um, I think that's the only time I've seen that happen. Um, but, you know, there's other things, you know, having a pool there for a while or, you know, some piece of cardboard that got left around or, you know, there's lots of different and, things that can happen. And you, it just, just taking a step back, I remember at one point we got a call from from the people that, that helped uh, JR's mansion mm. uh, down down uh, in the downtown Boise. And, yeah. and, you know, he had that big grassy hill. Yeah. And right on the side of the hill, about a 50-foot mysterious Z <laughs> showed up in the side of his lawn. And, uh, and, and what ended up happening, believe it or not, was a rogue Zamzo's Living Lawn uh, employee had sprayed a Z. On Did that really happen? It really happened. Oh, my gosh. And we that's had crazy. to go and fix it. it was I a, never heard that yeah, story. That's yeah, he, wild. he didn't work for us for very long. But, <laughs> but, uh, but he, he, he you know, it was just a little overzealous. And, yeah, he sprayed a Z on that's, JR's Hill. That's hilarious. I've never heard that story. That's so funny. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, the first, your first reaction needs to be that, that investigation. You know, get in there, take that sample, uh, and bring it into the store. Because, you know, like I said, you're going to, you, you, you'll dig it up and you'll, you'll know really quickly whether or not it's water, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's eliminated almost instantly once you start digging. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't something else going on. So it's still worth doing the sample, bringing it in, because there could be some additional things going and, on. And if you're a really proud homeowner, you know, you're really proud of your lawn, bring the sample in and tell them you're bringing it in for a neighbor. <laughs> you're asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking care of their so An their elderly place. neighbor, <laughs> and they had this spot in their lawn, and I needed help. Yeah, exactly. you know, so you save face that way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, so that's kind of... That's that's the first step having taking that sample making sure it's substantial it's about one foot by one foot square you've got the soil there you've got that profile and and having that picture some sort of context really helps 
start to fit, you know deduce what's going on because right. there's a lot of different things that could be going on and then we'll get into you know some of those other investigative parts and we'll get into that here in the next next segment but first things first get your sample going right get that spot out there don't immediately go to oh i'll just put more water on right it. because if, if that's all you get from this don't water a brown spot right yeah start with that sample and and and, and you'll save time and you're going to conserve some water which is you know a huge deal and save chemical absolutely absolutely saving chemical because we want to make sure you're putting down some the right thing right and and sometimes it might not need a chemical there could right. be some other things that we can do so we'll get into those things here in just a moment in our last segment here in the Zamzo's Garden Show. Uh, we are with Joss Zamzo, and we will be right back after a moment. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and Scott Poole of Nampa recently applied some Zamzo's Humagreen to his yard, and he is very pleased with how it looks. Well, I would put a lot of the credit to Humagreen. I love a good yard, and it is beautiful. It's lush. It's green. We've been doing it for three years now, and we've had just excellent luck with it from the beginning. In fact, Scott says his lawn looks so good that when people pull up, they think it's some sort of fancy venue. Well, it looks like a park. You pull up, and you just look at it, and it just looks lush. I always like to walk around a yard with bare feet and we can do that with ours and it just feels like a nice plush carpet. In fact, Humagreen makes your lawn so healthy and vibrant, not only will you notice it, but others will too. We even had a teenage boy the other day drive up and teenage boys don't really notice much, <laughs> but he goes, your yard looks fantastic. What do you do? And I said, well, we use Amzos. So take it from Scott Poole of Nampa. I think it's kind of magic. Every year we put it on and you just see the greenness just pop. Nobody knows like Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. Uh, we are uh, finishing up this pre-recorded show. We are not taking calls today, but I do have uh, Joss Zamzo in studio. Joss, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, have enjoyed this talk um, because it's it's well it's one we haven't done on the show right. you know especially in a pre-recorded show like this but just talking about you know these things that happen in lawns and it's one of those things like uh, you know when you have a lawn you're going to experience something like this at some point in time uh, you know it's just it's going to happen so it's uh, it's good to just talk about those things, and, and you know, it's the things that you know. Like I said, I've got a, a brand new dog, and I'm experiencing something I haven't experienced for a long time right. uh, in, in having dog spots. So these are great things to talk about, and and just good, like kind of. I think uh, you know, your dad. Uh, it's an it's an old saying, but your dad told me once. Uh, you know, the plumber's pipes always leak, right? You know, right. and that's, you know, uh, even though, you know, we work for Zamzos and we, we spend tons of time and energy, you know, focused on these things and fixing these things, um, you know, we experiencing, we experience issues all the time. And, uh, and that's good. I've, I've, you know, missprayed a, a weed killer a few times myself. So, right. <laughs> you right. know, those things happen. Um, but we can recover. And it's a really just about, uh, you know, being honest, figuring out what's going on. And as we were talking about in the last episode, our last segment, our first reaction, I think, for a long time has been put a little more water on. It. Right. And, and we want to get away from that. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it because, 
you know, I, I think for a long time that's was kind of one of my first solutions, one of right. my first things to tell someone. Well, it you, feels like the logical thing. Yeah, right. It does. And, and, and so we want to try to kind of take a step back, get away from that, like just put more water on it and just start from the beginning, figure out what's wrong. You know, don't don't guess. And and in, in as we were kind of getting ready for this last segment, you said you made a great point. The cost of misdiagnosis right. can be uh, can be great in a lot of ways, uh, in a lot of different ways. Right. Uh, so so let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the things like? Um, so let's let's do this. What are, what do you when you get a sample in? What are some of the things that you start to notice or recognize or uh, kind of pick through a little bit? Well, if everybody has their own technique, but yeah. I have a tendency to take this sample. I sometimes stick my nose right down in it, yeah, and and try to smell. You can smell certain things: root rot, yeah. uh, uh, gasoline, you know that type of stuff. And then you're flipping it usually upside down. You're shaking it around, and you're looking to see if any bugs are crittling or are crittling around in yeah. the box that you're using. Uh, to see if you've got a billbug show up, or if you've got, uh, uh, or uh, what I'm saying, billbug larva or, or chinch, chinch bug, bug or, yeah. or something like that running around in there, um, and and we're also looking at individual blades to yeah. see if there's any telltale signs of of fungus and some other things like that. But but the key thing is sometimes you have a disease issue. And you might even bring us a sample and we diagnose that, you know, you have bluegrass billbug or, or something like that. Uh, and then and then next year you don't bring a sample in making the assumption that it's the same thing right. as last year. Right. And and what we really want to encourage people not to do is that prophylactic if in doubt, uh, you know, I had billbug last year, so I'm just going to put down billbug control every year for yeah. the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of my life. Uh, we don't like that technique. Yeah. No, no, that I, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I was trying to think. It almost had like a – it's almost maybe a good line. It went in doubt, just spread it out. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Or right. spray it out. Right. You know, and that's – you know, it's it's not good. What if, if, if you don't have that issue, we don't want to just, you know – spray it out spray right. something down um and and so it's it's good to investigate because um you know as we talked about at the beginning uh you know annual bluegrass if you got a bill bug or a disease in the lawn and it stresses the lawn out and parts of it die and you have to you know spread new seed down or mm -hmm. put it in a new piece of sod or whatever um if you don't do that sometimes that annual bluegrass comes fills it back in and that's what i would you know you, you look for if you had something that killed the lawn but it seemed to come back chances are that annual bluegrass got in there and is taking over because yeah. it's very opportunistic and it spreads and it gets into a large area so if that spot is the same one year after year after right. year probably not a bill bug bill bugs don't stay put you know, neither do diseases. They move around. They're going right. to be in a different spot every year. They might, you know, get into the same spot. Um, but it's important to take that step before you start to spray something or like we've been talking about, just put more water on it. Uh, figuring out what it is, uh, because that's what I, I mean, now, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, you know, I'm at home and I see a spot. My first reaction anymore is not oh it's probably bill bugs right i i go in there and i try to figure out what's going on this time and make sure that i i know for sure what it is 
and and we put the right I, I go get the right thing and you know the timing uh, the the avoiding that delay yeah. of I, I notice it on Thursday but we're gonna go to McCall this weekend and whatever if you could bring us the sample Thursday evening get home grab the sample bring it in we could get you the right treatment yeah. you could put it down in 10 minutes Go to McCall, and when you get back on Sunday it's, night, it's going to start being better yeah. as opposed to becoming a lot bigger problem right. if you wait until Tuesday or Wednesday to bring a sample Absolutely. in. Absolutely. So, so uh, it costs more money to treat it when it's a bigger area, and it can be more difficult. Well, right, yeah, and it's going to take even more time. You know, right. it's gonna it's gonna take you even longer to fix that area uh, than it would if you could get something down there right away. And and, and you know you that. the the thing a lot of people don't understand is is when you have these big patches that happen in July, mm -hmm. it can be catastrophic because yeah. it's really too hot for the new grass that you try to reseed to really take, and it can be a death sentence for that area of your lawn until next season. Yeah. So if you catch them early. The second you see them, we can get them reseeded, and those things can be repaired, and your lawn could be nice for the season. Yeah. As opposed to having a big dead spot that's right. in really slow recovery. Yeah. So, so you know, so once we've 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 done these things, we've done some of the stuff, we've figured out what are some of the steps that you like to take to help that recovery, not just the the chemical, you know, the the band aid part of it, or you know that that tool. Um, that is when used properly is appropriate. Uh, what are some of the other steps that you start to go to uh, to you know just make sure we're fixing the the salute the problem long term? More and more, we're going back to a water audit, where you you get the water audit kit, you put that in your lawn, and you make sure that the lawn is getting the right amount of grass, not, uh, right amount of water, I'm yeah. sorry. Not not too much water and not, not enough water. Right. We get the water fixed, we get the nutrients fixed. Those yeah. are two things that we can control. And and because this is not the Midwest, you know, we've got this high desert, high pH soil uh, that, that it is more difficult. If we can get the nutrients and the water squared away, right. a lot of the other stuff becomes a lot easier. Yeah. And, and so we, we do our rescue chemistry, chemistry. That's what we would call it, you know, a disease yep. control, a fungicide or, or something like yeah. that. And then we go back to the basics, which is get the water right, get the fertilizer program right, and, and you'll find that in in years to come you just have a lot less of all those exactly things. yeah and that's one of those things you know i you think about a, a, a co-worker we had with the, the company for a very long time uh you know he sent me a message uh i think it was last summer uh on facebook you know just show me yeah. this is you know um he, he'd been using the lawn program since it began right. right you know and your dad's probably the same way but he's been using it for years doesn't have weeds in right. his lawn doesn't have bugs you know yeah. because he's done so much stuff to the work to the soil and you know has that water dialed in and he's been there for a long time those things start to go away and when they do show up it's a lot easier to fix right. and help that lawn recovery to finish everybody always asks how how good does my lawn have to be to never have bugs or disease 
The answer is it just has to be a little bit better than your neighbor's yard. Because <laughs> that's where those bugs will go. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today. It was a great talk, great conversation. I hope you uh, got something out of it. We will be back uh, next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Joss Samzo, and it's been a strange year in the vegetable garden. A cool, wet spring left our gardens wondering when summer would start. And now that it's here, it feels like we've gone from 60 degrees in rain to over 100 degrees overnight. But if your garden needs a kick in the butt to get going, Zamzo's has the products you need to help your garden get growing. Zamzo's Tomato Boom was formulated by my dad, Jim Zamzo, to be the perfect food for Idaho tomato plants, to give you delicious red-ripe tomatoes and lots of them. When it comes to peppers, we have another trick up our sleeve. It's called Zamzo's Pepper Popper, because that's precisely what it does. Zamzo's Pepper Popper gives you bigger, hotter, and tastier peppers, guaranteed, or we'll give you your money back. And for the rest of the garden, including your berries and fruit trees, we have Dr. Jim's Chicken Soup for the Soil. So if your garden needs a kick in the butt to get going, come see us and pick up the right products and have a garden that kicks butt. Nobody.